We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for June 23rd, 2013. And uh, today we have kind of a combination of the some breaking current events. Uh, we're going to be looking at the Superman movie that uh, just came out. And a lot of other different subjects also segueing then into one of my uh, health corner uh, talks as well. So... Just to set the tone for today, we'll start out with a few Bible verses. Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. So that would apply to you and I as born-again believers. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So this is a verse that you can literally quote regarding a lot of different circumstances, whenever you face, uh, you know, evil or uh, a condemning tongue that's rising up against you in judgment, these types of things, this is a really great verse to commit to memory and to quote. Psalm 37.1 says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. And that's pretty tough to do nowadays because it's like evil's all around us everywhere we look. But the Bible says to fret not thyself because of evildoers. Um, and then it says, for they shall be soon cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land and verily thou shall be fed. So again, this is just kind of verses that build up your faith and uh, good ones to commit to memory. Now the first... We're going to be talking, the first subjects we're talking about is uh, essentially our aid to the Syrian rebels, the Syrian Islamic rebels. I understand both sides are Islamic in the conflict and everything, but this is in regard to our specific aid to the rebels going against the Syrian regime. So this first video, um, and again, I'm not, I'm not endorsing Glenn Beck here, but it's a good video regarding... Uh, what's going on over there. And um, it's entitled Glenn Beck Shocking Video. This is who we are helping in Syria with a question mark. Uh, share with everyone. This video contains disturbing images. I mean, every image that seems to be coming out of there is just horrific. People with their heads hacked off. Guys, these guys in, in this video, you know, he literally cuts the guy open and, and holds up the liver and, and takes a nice big bite out of it. I mean, these are like the commanders. You know, I mean, these are like the main guys doing this, just not the, the lower down. I mean, I'm sure they're doing it as well. But, I mean, the Bible alludes to the fact that if the head of the body is sick, if the head of the body is sick, then the whole body will be sick. And so, <laughs> it's just some really sick stuff going on here. The Obama administration, along with progressive Republicans and Democrats, are okaying providing assistance to the Syrian rebels, the same rebels who have pledged allegiance to Al-Qaeda and who cut the heart and liver out of their enemies and eat it live on camera. And this is the uh, the video. I'm just going to go ahead and play the... I think it's about four or five minutes here. I want you to send this part of the show. We're going to clip it. In fact, mark it when we get up here, Tiffany, and we're going to clip this, and I want you to share just this part with your friends. I'm going to make it very, very short. And here's what I want you to send to your friends. America... I am a imperfect um, messenger for this. You can call me what you want. You can say I, I hate the president or what, whatever. It doesn't matter. 
I just want you to listen here for just a few minutes, and I'm going to show you some videotape. And I'm going to tell you about the big bad Republicans here. The Republicans, as well as the Democrats, are dragging us into another war. Your government is using your name, and they are sucking you into the, into the Middle East again. And only 15% of Americans think that's a good idea. 11% think we should send arms to the Syrians. But those numbers don't come with any information. Those numbers will be much, much lower if you show this to your friend. I want to warn you, what I'm going to show you is extremely graphic. But please send this along. A friend sent this to you. Please send it to another friend. This is a very graphic video of Commander Abu Sakar. He is in this video. He has just killed a Syrian um, military member. This is a rebel that is now cutting the chest open of that Syrian. He take Now it's blurred, so you're not seeing all the... But you can kind of see what he's doing, but they're blurring it some. I mean, this is just standard procedure for these guys. I mean, this is just, you know, run-of-the-mill stuff when you get into fundamental Islam, because this is what the Quran and the other unholy books of Islam tell them to do. Uh, so they're just obeying you know, what Islam is telling them to do. It's out his liver and his heart. And to show you what's going to happen to all of his enemies, the commander eats it. And it shows him putting his mouth eating the, the liver. He's got his liver and his heart, I guess, here. And this is the type of, this is the type of people we're dealing with here. The dead soldier on the ground, is the enemy of the guy we are now arming. This president and the Republicans, it's the Democrats and the Republicans, the progressives, trust this demented terrorist with weapons. Yet the same people want to take guns out of your hands because they don't trust you. But I digress. This is As I've said so many times before, if it's evil... Our government is progressively going to be behind it and support it and defend it and give it special protection. If it's good, if it's righteous, they're going to attack it. They're going to try to take it away. They're going to, I mean, gun, gun control, the whole. So here we just see this over and over again, the same scenario being played out in different. A lot of it is being played out in America, but a lot of it is also in different parts of the world um, that we're dealing with. This is. Such a warning sign that we are on the wrong side that even Vladimir Putin sounds sane compared to the progressive Republicans and the progressive Democrats in Washington, including our president. Listen to what uh, President Putin just said. I believe you will not deny the fact that uh, one hardly should back those who kills their enemies and uh, eats their organs uh, and all that is filmed and shot. Do you want to support these people? Do you want to supply arms to these people? Okay. America, I, I, I am, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. We have to put down our partisan politics. We have to stop. When Vladimir Putin is making the case to the American people, do you want to give guns to the people who are eating the heart and liver out of their enemies? It's a no-brainer.
We must stop the people in Washington. We've got to stop intervening in the wars in the Middle East. I hate this sounds awful, but if they're going to kill each other, let them kill each other. We will not survive this. Please, stop the back and forth of the Republicans and Democrats. Our children and our country are at stake at this point. The, the whole left-right left, right paradigm, Democrat-Republican, is just created for our benefit. The whole, you know, Hegelian dialectic, they give us both options. It's like Coke and Pepsi. So, um, that's all done by design. And this is a great example, too, of what's been going on in the Middle East, where we've documented in the past two, three years how they have, how our government the American government has systematically toppled or helped to topple more moderate regimes. They've all been Islamic, true. But all of these dictators that have been toppled were more moderate than the radicals that they put in place. This is another example of, okay, not saying the Syrian government's perfect, but they're not as radicalized as these devils who are chopping people's heads off, cutting out their livers and eating them, they're not as radicalized. They're not as fundamental to the faith of Islam as these guys are being. Because that's what they're doing. They're just being, that's how they view themselves. They're being good Muslims by doing this. And I understand there's Sunni, there's Shia, there's other things that that can go into this. But in every case, the governments that we have helped to install in the Middle East, have been much more radicalized. Why are they doing this? Because when World War III happens, they want the most radicalized Muslims as possible in power in every one of these countries. And Syria is one of the last chess pieces to need to have this, for this to happen in. I'm not saying it's the last, but it's one of the last. And this is why they're doing this. This is why we're shipping them weapons. We're going to talk about that more um, in a little bit here. So, then we go to the next article, the next report here. Syrian rebels kidnap and behead Christian and feed him to the dogs. Syrian rebels beheaded a Christian man and fed his body to the, to the dogs, according to a nun who says the West is ignoring the atrocities committed by Islamic extremists. The nun said the taxi driver, Andre Arbashi, who was 38, was kidnapped after his brother was heard complaining that fighters against the ruling regime behave like bandits. Bandits. His brother said this. And he was kidnapped. She said his headless corpse was found by the side of the road, surrounded by hungry dogs. He had recently married and was soon to be a father. He was a Christian. Stories like this continue to flow out of Syria. This isn't Assad soldiers doing this. Remember, with Assad, that's who they're that's who we would like to see toppled. I mean, if we wouldn't, why are we giving them weapons and ammunitions and helping them? <laughs> we want to do exactly what we've been doing, and that's install the ultra, ultra radicalized Islamic regimes in place for when World War Three happens. Because they want maximum bloodshed and carnage for the World War III pre-planned Illuminati war, essentially. 
That's why they want to do this. <clears throat> um, stories like this continue to fly out of Syria. These are not Assad soldiers doing this. These are the U.S. and European-backed rebels. The same guy we just saw in the previous video. Those, those are the people we're arming. Those are the people we're supplying. I mean, beyond insanity. The guys, according to the American mainstream propaganda, who are supposed to have the moral high ground. These are the guys that are supposed to have the moral high ground. <laughs> Eating the hearts out of SAA soldiers, beheading Christians... Um, Shia and etc. and shooting of children in front of their parents because they were found guilty of blaspheming. The thing is, is with these guys, they're so demon possessed of the toenails. When you get to that level, and they have such a bloodlust lust that you know they hear one thing and it's like everybody has to die. They're absolutely nothing but tools of Satan himself. They are satanically, demonically possessed, and they are tools of Satan. And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and that's all they're really bent on. All in the name of the fallen angel moon god, Allah, who's not the god of the Bible. Now, if you don't believe that, then just key in either Islam or Muslim in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, and I've done tons of studies on this subject, and... Um, that's why I'm not going to keep going on and on and on about this, because I've covered this so many times. Now, this was interesting. This just came out, this story came out a few days ago. 800, 8,000, I'm sorry, 8,540 ton container vessel, the Mall Comfort, carrying supplies from the U.S. Army to Islamic terrorists in Syria, breaks in two on the Arabian Sea. And here's a picture of it. Breaking in two. On the Arabian Sea. I mean, I'm talking, this thing is gigantic. You know how big a container is? You know, like what would essentially be on the back of a semi. I mean, they look look like little... They look like little, little tiny rectangles on this thing. There's so many of them. So, this um, mall comfort vessel today suffered a major accident while underway in the Arabian Sea. This was on June 20th of this year, just a few days ago. Sailing in inclement weather, conditions with a heavy swell, the ship has developed cracks in its hull, and finally broken two forward, broken two forward of the bridge near its center. It appears that the damage occurs as a result of wave-induced stresses on the hull with no indicators for a collision or fire which might have weakened the hull. What's really wacky is that you see this thing, and it's broken too, and both pieces are still floating, at least for a time. <laughs> it's really surreal. I mean, um, now, I wouldn't be reporting on this, other than the fact of this next report, or the next part of the report, which says, and now I verified this from, I looked at every link I could get my hands on regarding this story. Because it's not in the mainstream media. It, it is, it has made some mainstream media things, um, but very, very, very much off the radar. And I think that um, the reason it's been off the radar, particularly, I would say, in European and in American press, is because of what I'm going to cover next. Russian and Syrian media sources confirmed it was carrying supplies from the U.S. Army in Singapore to terrorists in Syria via this route. What the route is... Um, 
it goes from the U.S. Army in Singapore, when they, this is us supplying these Syrian rebels. These are the ones beheading Christians and other people, uh, the ones that are, you know, annihilating their parents in front of the children because they've supposedly blasphemed. They're the ones cutting out the hearts and livers and eating them live on camera. We were supplying them. In fact, the whole ship was pretty much, according to what they were saying, almost all the containers were going to these rebels. It was carrying supplies from the U.S. Army in Singapore to terrorists in Syria via this route. U.S. Army in Singapore to the Indian Ocean and then to the Red Sea port of Jeddah and then Saudi Arabia and then to the Jordanian port of Aqaba and then overlaid then to the Syrian territory. The 4,500 containers are loaded with weapons to terrorists in Syria. Now this was multiple news agencies I saw saying this. It wasn't just one. Syria was admitting this. Russia was reporting on it. Um, the, and other ones were as well. The 2008 built... This thing was built in 2008. It's not like it's some, you know, rust bucket bilge out there that is just, you know, floating and, and it's just ready to kick the bucket. This thing was built in 2008. Um, is owned and operated by Mits, Mitsu OSK Lines of Japan. We're going to talk about that as well. One comment about the story read, even the scale of the consequences of this are impossible to estimate. This is the first case of a modern-day ocean liner container vessel sinking in the ocean after breaking in two parts. Like a poorly built and managed bulk carrier or over-aged coaster, nothing like this has ever occurred, and no one believed it was even possible, even theoretically. It could just not happen. But still, here it is. The 2008 Mall Comfort, it, Mall Comfort is owned and operated by Misuku OSK Lines of Japan. Now, I did some more uh, searching this morning, and these two reports, the original news report said both have sank. Then there were other reports saying, well, they didn't. And then this other one came out and said one definitely sank. I have no idea how these things could have just not sank. I mean, they were fully loaded. And they're out there. They're going to be taking on water. They're Literally, the ship is broke in half. So I believe they're probably both at the bottom of the sea right now. And there's two reports here that indicate the one in particular uh, from India. They pretty much say it matter-of-factly that, that it sank, which would make sense. Now, so you have a Japan container ship carrying arms from America, 4,500 containers, to arm the Syrian terrorists, the guys that we just reported on, the ones beheading, cutting out hearts and livers and all that stuff. And it just so happens in an unprecedented way to split in half. And this was literally on its way to deliver all this stuff to Syria. I mean, I can't imagine how much carnage could be inflicted with 4,500 containers of supplies, weaponry, whatever. They're, they're saying they were weapons. I can't even comprehend that, what kind of army that could supply. Our tax dollars at work. 
our tax dollars at the bottom of the sea. And it was a Japan container vessel that it happened to. Reminded me of a report I had done on Japan and on their um, anti-Israeli stance. A lot of these weapons are going to be turned on Israel. I mean, let's face it. It, it, They might say they're just going to the Syrian rebels. And that's probably true. But, how much of those are actually going to be turned on Israel? To go against them. Who knows? But I guarantee you it's a large percentage. So, why is Japan so anti-Israeli and the consequences of this? Is it true that God still loves, with an everlasting love, Israel and defends Israel? Read this. Twelve months to the day after Japan made a major anti-Israel statement on March 11, 2010, the fourth strongest earthquake ever recorded struck Japan on March 11, 2011. One year to the day. This was Fukushima. This is what caused Fukushima. This was the, the earthquake. This was the what caused the tsunami. All of that stuff. One year to the day of them making the most anti-Israel statement they had ever made. One year earlier to the very day, Japan made this declaration. Quote, the government of Japan deplores the decisions of the government of Israel to give permission for the construction of 1,600 housing units in East Jerusalem in addition to 112 units in the West Bank. What stinking business is it of theirs what Israel is doing in its own capital or its own or its own spiritual capital what what is that what is what business is that of any country is what i want to know but the bible talks about jerusalem being a cup of trembling and but what business what, what, what right do we have to say, oh, you can't, you can't, <laughs> they're telling them they can't build housing units? They're deploring that? Like Japan has this big moral high ground and they all of a sudden can tell Israel, a country half a world away, what to do about what they're going to do with their land and where, what they can build on it and what, I mean, it's, it's absolute, when it comes to Israel, the way other countries treat it is absolute, total insanity. It's the only country on earth that, that this happens with. And if you look at the Bible, it's easy to see why. Because God has always been, or since it's been around, particularly Jerusalem, Israel, has been preoccupied with Israel. And therefore, Satan is also preoccupied with Israel and very concerned about thwarting God's plans for Israel, particularly in the end times. It's not going to happen. So, God says those who bless Israel will be blessed, and those who curse Israel will be cursed. Now, again, I'm not saying that Israel's perfect. I'm not saying that there's not a ton of what you would call satanic, Zionistic synagogue of Satan call themselves Jews, but they're not. They're of the synagogue of Satan, like the book of Revelation talks about. I'm not saying that those people aren't in all the high places in Israel. Okay, So I'm not giving them a pass on that. I'm not saying they haven't collectively turned their back on Jesus Christ and crucified their own Savior. Okay, Way, way back when. Okay, But there's going to come a day when their eyes get opened. The Bible talks about this. And they're going to be tried as silver 
and two-thirds of them are going to perish. But one-third will come out, and this is going to um, really be within the tribulation period, and one-third of them will come out, be refined as silver, and they're going to have their eyes open, and they're going to look upon whom, the Bible says, they're going to look upon the one whom they pierced. And they're going to mourn for him as one mourns for their only begotten son. They're going to look upon Jesus finally. They're going to turn to Jesus Christ. That has not happened yet. I'm not saying it hasn't happened on an individual basis with a lot of uh, Israelites. But I'm talking about one-third. The Bible talks about in Zechariah. I've done many teachings on that. So I like to have biblical balance when we're talking about this subject. Going further, um, God says those who bless Israel will be blessed and those who curse Israel will be cursed. After Japan deplores Israel's building houses, building houses, many thousands of homes are then destroyed in Japan. A year to the day. For the past year, Japan has increased its anti-Israel rhetoric as well. Should we soberly consider this connection? Japan's financial gifts to the Palestinians were not spoken of in the media either. So they're also making financial gifts to the Palestinians. I mean, hey, everybody wants to arm Satan. When you're evil, you want to you want to support evil. You want to that's where your hard-earned or whatever money, stolen, whatever type of money you have if you're wicked, that's where it's going to go. It's going to go toward evil things. Us shipping 4,500 containers of arms to the Syrian devil demon-possessed rebels, that is evil beyond belief. Woe unto them that reward evil for good and good for evil. So that's what we've done. We've rewarded the Syrian rebels by saying, here, you did good. You just keep chopping off those heads and you keep cutting out those organs and eating them. You keep killing, you keep killing and, and maiming in front of these little kids. And you kill the little kids too while you're at it. You just keep doing that. We're going to keep arming you. We've rewarded you good for the evil you've done. That's what our government is plain and simple. That's what we do now. That's it's it's just so clear. Every time you turn around, pretty much that's all they're doing. There's no true righteous judgment. The judgment is satanic. It's warped. It's diluted. It's deranged. We reward evil. Here, Planned Parenthood, we'll subsidize you with our tax dollars so you can slaughter innocent little babies. Here, homosexual, bisexual, transgender, gay groups, we're going to give you a special protection class, and we're going to give you all kind of money, and we're going to give you all kind of special protected rights. Oh, Mr. Christian, you know what? You have no rights. You better keep your mouth shut, or we'll sue you, or we'll put you in jail, or we'll do all these things, but you better, you better respect all of these other things. Oh, Mr. Muslim, sure, come here and build build your your uh, mosques, and we're going to give you all kind of special protection. Mr. Illegal Alien, please come in, please pour over the borders. We're going to give you all types of of, of governmental um, benefits, free health insurance. You can go around and and, and drive and, and do whatever you want. We're going to reward your evil with good. That's the norm. That's the norm. That's the, that's the brave new world that we're living in. Everything's upside down. So Japan's financial gifts to the Palestinians were not spoken of in the media, just like we just gave. We were, try, we were trying to give a big financial gift to them. Just didn't quite get there, it sounds like. 
And again, is that God, the hand of God intervening? Because God knows how much of that, of those 4,500 containers of those, that ammunition, how much of that might have been an absolute, how many, how many Israelis would die? How many innocent people would die as a result of that? And I believe God intervened. And again, I'm going to prove that talking about this more. Um, so, Japan's financial gifts to the Palestinians were not spoken of, of the media either, but it seems God was watching and nothing is hidden from his view. Okay, so, the Japanese's strong and specific words about Israel's land were, uh, Japan deplores construction by the Jews in East Jerusalem and the West Bank. Again, like they have any right to tell them what to do. Japan condemns Jewish home building in East Jerusalem. Japan does not recognize the annexations of East Jerusalem by Israel. Japan urges Israel to refrain from unilateral acts that change the current situation in East Jerusalem, etc. Japan would be very, very happy if they just gave them more land. Now, every time they do that, all they do is move the rockets in a little bit closer so they can kill some more Israelis. And then when Israel retaliates, they preposition their men with little children and women so that when Israel does retaliate against these cowardly terrorists, they end up killing women and children, and then all the Muslims can say, oh, look what these wicked Israel people did to us, when all they were doing was defending themselves. This is how sick and perverted they are. Now, they admit to doing this. I've reported on this in the past. They admit to using women and children as shields, particularly when dealing with Israel, because any time they can get a positive soundbite or, or a video clip, they're going to take advantage of it because they are of the father of the devil and of his lusts and of his works. They will do. The Bible, or not the Bible, but the Quran says Allah was the best of all deceivers. And Allah's followers are supposed to be like him. He was the best of all deceivers. This is why they can lie right to your face. And if it's in the name of Allah for the benefit of Islam... It's perfectly permissible and encouraged in that disgusting, wicked, death cult called Islam. Okay, um, I just added this next part into it. I've reported on this many times. It's not going to take more than a couple minutes to reiterate this, but I think it's pertinent when we talk about this subject. Um, Israel and the consequences of taking her land. Here's a map here you can see. Israel is bordered by 22 hostile Arabic Islamic nations that are 640 times her size. 640 times. And at least 65 times her population. And who knows what it is now. So, uh, pretty much, that's a pretty big outnumbering thing. And it's a very, very small landmass that we're dealing with here. Um... Here we have a picture of Israel superimposed on the state of Florida. And it looks to be about, probably landmass wise, one quarter to one fifth the size of the state of Florida. It's just one state in the 50 states of the United States. So, I mean, we're talking about a very small landmass here. And then we see what Israel has given away for peace. In the 1967, Israel controlled land, um, and then the 1993, they um, 
gave away literally the majority of their land. It looks like they gave away about two-thirds of what they had uh, controlled in 1967. And then they gave way more away in 2001, which is what we have now. And again, every time they do, they just move the rockets in closer so the Muslims can get a better shot on them. This is the only thing that ever happens. Israel is a uh, Jewish nation, one one-nineteenth the size of California. Uh, is one of the smallest nations on the face of the earth. It's with only about 8,000 square miles of land mass. It is roughly two times the size of Rhode Island. <laughs> Rhode Island is the smallest state in America. Um, very, very small state. So it's only two times the size of that. The nation, and, and again, we've said this, uh, Arab, Arab propagandists call Israel expansionist. <laughs> They've given up over two-thirds of the land that they possessed originally, and what they have is so tiny in comparison to the rest of the land masses around her that are 640 times her size, and every one of these nations would love to see Israel annihilated off the map. It'd be one thing if like Israel was like next to Greenland or something. You know, or Iceland, or, or maybe a place where they didn't want to just, wasn't just totally full of Muslims wanting to kill them. But they're surrounded by 600, a, a, a landmass 640 times its size that are absolutely bent on its total destruction. It, it, I mean, but for the grace of God and his protection, they would have been annihilated and wiped out a long time ago. I mean, think of the odds, the, the, the stacked against you. Um, there is no truth to the statement as far as Israel being expansionist, as Israel occupies one-sixth of just one percent of the lands called Arab. One-sixth of one percent. So, this is what we're dealing with here. Now, there's a book called Eye to Eye, Facing the Consequences of Dividing Israel's Land, and it's by William R. Koenig. I'll give you a link here to it. What do, the major, what do these major record-setting events have in common? Okay. I'm going to list them off. The 10 costliest insurance events in U.S. history. Now, this book's a tiny bit dated at this point, okay? But at the time of the writing, which wasn't too long ago, the 10 costliest insurance events in U.S. history, the 12 costliest hurricanes in U.S. history, three of the four largest tornado outbreaks in U.S. history, and the two largest terrorism events in U.S. history. All of these major catastrophes and many others occurred or began on the very same day or within 24 hours of the U.S. presidents Bush, Clinton, uh, Bush Sr., Clinton, and Bush Jr. applying pressure on Israel to trade her land for promises of, quote, peace and security, which is all total lies anyway. Their only goal is total annihilation of Israel. Yasser Arafat stated it. The Islam states it over and over again. But they'll come to the negotiating table and act like, oh, we're going to play nice with you. Sure, sure. Just give us more land for peace. And we promise we won't throw any more, we won't launch any more rockets that you're trying to kill you or send uh, our terrorists in there to, you know, strap nail bombs on their back and blow up innocent people in like buses and cafes. No, we won't do that. We promise. And they do it just all the more and more. It's the height of insanity for Israel to keep giving them anything. So, um, so they traded promises for of peace and security, sponsoring major land for peace meetings, making major public statements pertaining to Israel's covenant land, or calling for a Palestinian state. 
my comment. It seems that the Lord focus, Lord's focus is very centered on the preservation of Israel's land. Now, I think it may be more focused now because there's so much less of it than when they first started in 1967 with, with what they were talking about here, with the lines that they've got, the, the, the land that they actually possessed. There's so much less of it. What little there is, it seems that God reacts more aggressively now on any nation that pressures Israel to give up what little land it actually possesses. Because God knows that all they're going to do, again, is move their terrorists in closer. So more people are at risk in Israel. And so I think that's why these, these cataclysmic events that have happened um, have been more in, in even in the last 15 years because they have such they have such a little amount of land left. Um, so it seems the Lord's focus is very centered on the preservation of Israel's land and notice that Japan's remarks in God's judgment of the last story we just reported on, were also centered on the land of Israel. They were telling them, you know, don't build these housing complexes. I mean, what audacity. So, again, you <laughs> you make statements like this, ooh, <laughs> not something that's real smart. Are each one of these major record-setting events just a coincidence or an awe-inspiring sign that God is actively involved in the affairs of Israel? I mean, there's like this tons of things out there, you know, Israel, God's timepiece, Israel is what you need to be looking at regarding so many things as far as linchpins for end time events happening. So if God is focused on Israel, so will Satan be. In this book, Bill Koenig provides undeniable facts and conclusive evidence showing that indeed the leaders of the United States and the world are on a collision course with God over Israel's covenant land. Zechariah 12.9 says, and it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that shall come against Jerusalem. End of quote. So, this is, uh, this is what we're dealing with here. Okay, so let's continue further. Next report. Uh, Islamic... Well, here, I'll just start to, start to read it. Um, Palestinian Media Watch documents that the Palestinian authorities' official policy honors all prisoners in prison for terror crimes against Israel. So, hey, as long as you killed an Israelite, you're, you're going to be honored. We love you. You did all us will. Whatever, however you did it, however you killed them, we are going to honor you. Recently, official... Palestinian Authority TV chose to glorify two such pre-Oslo terrorists, both of whom murdered innocent Israeli civilians. Palestinian Authority TV um, honored a terrorist who beat an 84-year-old to death with a hoe. He beat an 84-year-old Jew to death with a hoe. He's honored. Our, and he, it, this is what it says about him. Okay, so this is their quote. Our hero, this is the guy that beat the guy to death with a garden hoe, okay? Our hero is still writing the finest epics of endurance, heroism, and self-sacrifice. 
So he's he's doing great in jail, feeling really good about his place with Allah and the afterlife. Um, he's still writing the finest epics of endurance, heroism, and self Because it was such a selfless thing to do to beat that innocent Jew, to the 84-year-old. I mean, I'm sure it must have been a really, really tough thing to beat an 84-year-old man to death with a garden hoe. You know? Talk about a fair fight. <laughs> yeah, he must feel really good about himself, I'll tell you. And they're going to honor him, man. Oh, yeah, preeminence. They want the preeminence. You kill a Jew, you're going to have a preeminent place in the hearts of Islam. This is Islam. This is the fruit of Islam. The mother of a terrorist who killed a 24-year-old taxi driver, I wonder if he was related to that other, the 38-year-old taxi driver, the Christian, that they chopped off his head. Incidentally, you might not want to click on that article because they show the Israeli guy. Now, in the first video, they show the guy eating the, the, the liver, taking a bite out of the liver with the liver and heart in his hand. And then the second one, they show in his head, this, guy, this 38-year-old taxi driver's head is on a grill. I think he was probably going to burn the head afterward, but he wanted to get a nice shot with the 38-year-old Christian's head on the grill with another Islamic leader there proudly showing this. I mean, they're not trying to hide this stuff anymore. This is Islam unmasked. And they're to the point where I feel like they just think they have such a protected status in the world media that they're just out there showing their true colors, right and left. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. And yet, the, the sick, disgusting, depraved mainstream press worldwide, pretty much, you know, tries to suppress it or justify it in some way. So the mother of the terrorist who killed the 24-year-old taxi driver said, quote, he's never, harmed, he's never harmed his Muslim brother, never harmed a neighbor, never harmed any person. Oh, but what about the 24-year-old taxi driver he killed? But he's never harmed any person. This is how demonically possessed deluded and demented these people are. I have never seen a cult that goes out of their way so much to honor murderers. It's just unfathomable. But this is over and over. This is what you're going to see. The fruit of Islam. Here's the next one. Uh, the new Iranian leader to fight the great Zionist Satan. I was kind of surprised about this because I really thought that Ahmadinejad was going to be in there for the long term. He really believed that he was going to be the one that heralded in the return of the Imam Mahdi, their awaited savior, or the 13th Imam. Now, maybe he got bumped off. I don't know. I mean, bump, bumped out of line for that. He felt like he was, but... This guy is Hassan Rouhani, is yet another Islamic fascist lifted to power in Tehran. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu made it clear in Sunday's cabinet meeting that he was unimpressed by the new Iranian president, um, Hassan Rani, Rouhani, uh, moderate credentials, quote moderate credentials, saying that he too calls Israel the great Zionist Satan. And that was from the Jerusalem Post. Now, the comment... 
made by the author of this article, says the post-Christian West no longer believes in Christian values, but are embracing Islam. First and foremost, history, according to Islam, deletes any Jewish connection to the land of Israel. I mean, they just delete it. I mean, on this Palestinian Authority TV, they just, when you see maps, Israel's not even on the map. Uh, They don't, they do everything they can do to delete Israel out of even a conversation relating to the possession of that land. This is how deluded they are. And they just can't stand the thought of it. After the Iranian Revolution, the Ayatollah regime in Tehran has been a, quote, lighthouse for all anti-Semites in the world. They are betting on this regime to be able to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. And all of these radicalized regimes that are being put in, in, play, put in place, soon to be Syria, will be the next one that will drop. Um, all of this, I, I really believe that Iran will probably try to spearhead when they actually go through with World War III. They'll probably be right at the, the tip of the spear there. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. So, let's see here. Uh, let's go ahead and end part one here, because it's we're going to go to a different theme now. We're going to shift it back to more of the America and uh, talk about the uh, this immigration bill, national ID, these types of things. So I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we'll go to part two next. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, Number 202, Third Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.